Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the podcast uh, on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I talk to people who are looking for advice. Uh, I talk to people who live a double life that just want to talk about it. I also talk to people who just live like really alternative lifestyles um, and they come on my show to discuss them. So if you fall in any of those categories or another one that I haven't thought of, just send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'd love to have you on the show. If you could write a review, someone wrote a review recently. Thanks for that, Nate from Brooklyn. And then another guy before him. I always really, really appreciate reviews. Um, oh no, there was Nate from Brooklyn and then another guy after him actually, who actually critiqued my sound. So um, he said he loved the podcast, but he, I think he said my sound was really terrible. So I fixed that. I'm hoping that the sound is better today. So let me know. <laughs> but don't write another review. Send me an email. Strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Um, but if you can write a review for the show, that'd be great. It's very helpful. 
If you want to buy my book, I wrote a book a long time ago. It's so old news at this point, but it's on Amazon. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Train Wreck. I wrote it. I drew it. I'm not a writer. I'm not an artist, but I just draw stick figures, really. That's what it is. Um, and it's a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. It's basically my losing my virginity story until I turned 40. And it's like little short stories. Uh, every chapter is, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, so you could just read a chapter here or a chapter there while you're in the toilet, like in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. Um, or you could read the whole book. And it's just like my whole life story from the time I'm like 15 to 40. Uh, that's on Amazon. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Train Wreck. Um, what else? So today on the call... I have on or on the show, I have on Christine. Somebody had sent me an email and said, you know, hey, since you're doing all these update shows, why don't you do an update uh, with Christine? Christine was a married white woman who got the okay from her husband to have a gangbang with five black guys. I mean, and literally, that's a true story. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. It's Christine got gangbanged by five black guys. I think it's the title. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, somebody wanted to hear an update from her. So I sent her an email and said, hey, do you have any news to update? And she said, yeah, totally. So she's back on today with an update. Now, the conversation with her turned, like it just went in a different direction. We talked a lot more this podcast about her relationship with her guy and stuff about him that uh, comes out on this show that didn't come out on the first one, which I found really fascinating. And I think you'll find it really interesting too. Um, and I'm just mentioning that because a bunch of people after that episode had sent me emails asking, telling me that I forgot to, uh, ask questions to Christine that I typically ask, like, what is she rated on a scale of one to 10? I mostly, I, I probably every single podcast I ask my callers what they rate themselves on a scale of one to 10. I forgot to ask her that somebody else wanted to know if she did double penetration. Somebody wants to know if she swallows, uh, if she swallowed. Um, and so after the whole podcast had ended, and like I said, it went in a totally different direction. I forgot to ask her those questions. So I asked her afterwards and the answers to those questions are a, she did not do double penetration though. She thought about it just in the heat of like passion and that gangbang. It just never came up. She totally swallows. She said she always has. She's, a, she's never not swallows. And then the other question about what, what is she on a scale of one to 10? She said for black guys, she's a nine. And for white guys, she's a 6.5 to a seven. So there you go. I think to black guys, I'm like a four because I'm so skinny. <laughs> I always know when I've put on a couple of pounds when black guys start checking me out down the street. I'm just like, oh, you know, because normally I'm just like, I just do way too skinny. So I totally get that she's like one thing for, you know, white guys, one thing for black guys. So those are the answers to the questions that people wrote in. Um, but the rest of the podcast is going to be, uh, like I said, an update about Christine. She had a gangbang and she wound up meeting a guy at the gangbang that she had a connection with and she, you know, started seeing him. So we talked all about that and like I said we talk a lot about her relationship with her husband and a lot more uh, interesting information come out about her husband so stay tuned I'll be right back on with Christine do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous hey christine uh 
welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast again. You're on with Kathy. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So it's funny. I had a listener. I don't have the email in front of me um, who sent me an email recently and was like, hey, have you had an update or have you heard from Christine? You know, looking for an update. And I had recently had a lot of people emailing me with updates. So I emailed you and you were like, yeah, you happen to actually have an update, which I will ask you to explain really quickly and then we'll get into it details. Yeah. So um, I guess where we left off, I had, I was a month out from my gangbang, I think, and I had been um, getting pretty physical with one of the guys that I met during the gangbang. Oh, yeah. You know what? Hold um, on. I should cut you off here really quick. I have to give a little backstory in case people have missed your episode, though I don't think anybody has because it was like one of my most listened to episodes because... You could, I mean, we could imagine. You see the word gangbang. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, it was like everything. It's like a white woman being gangbanged by five black guys. It was also you're married and he was okay with it. I mean, it's like you just, it's like everything about it was like, you know, extreme. (laughs) So that was Christine. She's married. You're married. You have an, oh, you started to like, this was the first time you sort of decided to have an open marriage with your husband and you went and had a gangbang with a bunch of black guys because it was your thing your husband's white and then you uh there was one guy out of the five that you sort of had a connection with and you started uh like you exchanged numbers I was like you should watch out with that for that there could be trouble you know and that kind of thing could get messy um your husband at the time was also uh looking to do his own thing too on the side like you had guys had opened it up both ways right you had your thing but your husband hadn't yet but on this call, you're going to talk about the fact that A, your husband did sort of do something on his own and B, you're going to get into the situation with that guy that you connected with, right? That's the deal. Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. So I I guess I'll start. There have been no more gangbangs. So unfortunately, there won't be that kind of juicy uh, material this time, but um, but yeah, so my husband and I, um, you know, decided to open up our marriage. Um, you know, I had, I had told him that my fantasy was the gangbang with the black guys. So went through with that, um, ended up seeing another, a guy that I had, I guess, met, <laughs> if that's the right word, mm-hmm. um, during the, <laughs> during the gangbang. Um, you know, my husband knows about him. He knew about him from the very beginning. I've, I've been completely open and honest. Um, and I'm still seeing him. And So your um, husband knew that you got the number and that you were going to keep contact and you were going to keep yep. seeing him and sleeping with him. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So he gave me his number right after the gangbang. He was, you know, said, I, I want to see you alone. Um, we, we did start. You know, getting together mainly at first, it was um, really physical, just a lot of sex. But um, since then, we've, um, you know, there's there's definitely some feelings and emotions involved. And I don't know really what that means for us or for me and my marriage. But, um, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's kind of messy. <laughs> so, um, and my husband has also been, you know, looking, trying to find somebody he hasn't actually had sex with anyone else yet but he did go on a date that wasn't really great for him um chatted chatted with a couple women but um 
you know, it, it's not easy for um, average white guy, married white guy, to find a woman that's okay with the kind of situation he's in. So totally, um, just she's just, he's just looking for a booty call, really, someone that there'll never be any kind of future, just sex. I, I actually, the guy who I just did, I just aired a podcast with Craigslist Phil. He's a married guy looking for like a side piece, and he's looking for like one person. He doesn't want to sleep around with different people behind his wife's back, and he's looking yeah. for one person that he could do that with. And he finds it very difficult. Whereas I think the opposite scenario is a lot easier. And it's just for the obvious yeah. reasons, right? So how did he meet the girl that he went on a date with and why was it bad? Like, where is he meeting the girls so, and then why was the date bad? Yeah, so he, he placed a couple ads on Craigslist and got nothing other than pay, you know, hookers on mm-hmm. there. So he went to OkCupid. Um, that's one of the only sites we found that's actual, that's more of a dating site than it is a just like an adult friend finder or hookup site. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you that since the podcast, my husband and I have discussed polyamory and how, you know, and, and I've, I've let him know that, you know, I'm spending a lot of time with this guy. There's going to be feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I've really told him exactly what they are, but, you know, he understands that there's capacity for us to both have feelings for other people. So I think he's open to more of a long-term relationship with someone um in fact you know i'd asked him he he had joined a polyamorous network and i asked him what he was looking for and his response to me was you know he's not out looking to fall in love with someone but he's open to it Mm -hmm. so now let me ask you this yeah no keep going someone recently said on a review that i interrupt my female guests a lot so (laughs) i'm gonna try try not um, interrupting you go on but i I really like your questions, though. They get me thinking. <laughs> so hang on to it. <laughs> I will, trust me. Um, so, so, yeah, so he, he's been on OkCupid. He, he was talking to two women, one of whom was younger, about ten years, nine, ten years younger, that I was a little, I don't know, just I don't, I don't feel like that's the best fit for him, just based on our relationship. I don't feel like younger women who aren't married or haven't been married really understand our situation or have the capacity. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving her enough credit, but yeah, I think the younger um, generation is a lot different than how old are you and how old is your husband again? Yeah. Uh, I'm 37. He's 40. Right. So I think the younger, how um, old was she? So she was like 20 something. 31. Oh, 31. Yeah, oh, she's not that much younger. Okay. No, but just, just based on her profile, mm-hmm. you know, she was looking, I don't, I just don't feel like they were compatible in what they were looking for. Um, totally. Was he on, I, on, on OkCupid, right? Was he putting yeah. out the real deal in his profile or was he sort of like putting something generic and then he would like explain the situation when he started talking to somebody? I don't know. I didn't see his profile, but he told me that he was totally open about his situation mm-hmm. so I don't know if that was on his profile or if it came up pretty immediately in conversation but right okay he did tell me that he's been very open did he say like so, so did he get a lot of responses from women on okay Cupid? not much okay um, so he know, must he have been would, honest he would <laughs> yeah he I think so and I you know I think maybe to a fault mm-hmm. um 
I feel like maybe it would be better for him to not put that on his profile page. I don't think and so. Instead, like, no, I think it's much yeah. better to just weed out the trash. And it's like, you know, it's That's much true. more efficient that That's way. Because listen, the yeah. odds are he's not going to get a lot of women. Yeah. Regardless, once he spills the beans. So why not just get there? Why, why, why not, like, you know, yeah, cut I out agree. that first yeah. step and have him emailing a thousand people that think he's, like, normal? Not looking for someone thing normal. Yeah. And then he's really, I mean, it's not like anything similar to what a, 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 a girl who's looking for a relationship is looking yeah, for. So yeah, it's, it's totally on the yeah. opposite we, end of the spectrum. So he's much better off putting out the truth. Putting it out there. Yeah. And we don't want a bait and switch, you know, like neither of us are interested in a bait and switch with somebody where they think that they're getting one thing and they're not, you mm-hmm. know? So, right. Totally. Um, and the same thing with him, the same thing with our relationship together. We're not trying to hide anything from each other. Or keep Obviously. From each other, so. I mean, listen how um, you're so open and honest with each other, especially yeah. like you're telling him like I'm having feelings like this. And you know, the fact that he doesn't ask a lot of questions or go crazy or like, it's a little bit interesting to me, but we'll get more in detail about it. But I just want to stay focused on the yeah. okay Cupid thing. Right. So he got a couple yeah. girls, right. So he must've been really telling yep. them the deal. The 31 year old yep. was the one that he was like sort of interested in going out with, or was that the one he, he did? was interested in two, mm-hmm. in two of them, the 31 year old. Okay. And then there was a four year old, mm-hmm. um, new, new to the area, single mom. He's been really hesitant to reach out to single moms, but at, at our age, you know, we don't have kids. We, we can't have kids. Um, uh-huh. So, huh? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so we, we can't have kids. You know, it's not in our future. It's not in his future. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's just not a kid person. Uh-huh. So he's been avoiding single moms. But, you know, I had to have a realistic talk to him that, yeah. well, you know, most of the women in our generation are going to be moms or single moms so you're 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 you know taking out a huge and what does he care like what does he care if she does like i mean most likely she's not going to be introducing him to the kid anytime soon and single mom sometimes if she just might be looking to get laid you know what i mean like when she has a spare moment (laughs) right so i i'm hoping you know i really want him to I, i hope he considers them another one he did with this woman you know he they they exchanged some texts there were some racy pictures you know nothing nude nude but you know some some boob tops you Mm -hmm. know so um and i was really excited and they finally got together um and and he was pretty you know i think in my last podcast i i mentioned that i don't share a ton of detail with my husband Mm -hmm. um you know i'm my relationship with with the guy, as I call him, is or the man is um, pretty private. You know, he knows a few things, but he's he's asked some things, and I haven't really been that willing to share. Um, like what? So I don't expect. Like what does he like, ask that you're like? I'm not. In, I'm not telling you. Oh, like the first weekend we went away together, and we'll get into you know oh what my God, this yeah. is about. <laughs> I got home, and he's like, "So did you get laid?" I was like, "Honey." Of course, that's the point. Well, duh. I, I mean, why are you even asking? He's like, well, how many times? You know, and he's like, did you, did you fuck him this morning? You know, and and I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you those things. Like, all right, all right, fine. I don't need to know. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um. So anyway, so he went on this date with this woman, and and I knew a little bit about her. Kind of knew what she did, and 
you know, very, very vague details. And, but wait, which um, one was the one you know, that he wound up going out with, the 31-year-old or the 40-year-old single mom? No, the 40-year-old. Okay. The 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. So they ended up going on a date. I was out of town with a friend of mine. Um, they ended up going on a date. You know, she called me when it was over and, you know, I had all these questions and he didn't answer them, which was fine. Mm-hmm. He, just <laughs> he got me, you back. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, I think it went well. Hopefully there's a second date. And I was like, well, that's not real great, you know. So um, later that evening, I got a text from him that said, I think I just got the brush off. Um, you know, and so I just replied, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, honey. I, you know, I hope that's not the case. He's like, apparently I don't have, he's like, apparently I don't have much confidence. Right. So that was pretty, he was pretty frustrated after that. You know, he said he wasn't sure if he had had it in him to go back out and try and find someone else and, all of this, and I had to remind him, like, look, this is the first person you went, you met outside of a marriage, and, you know, that other than me in 10 years, you know, you don't have the luxury of having gotten laid and getting that out of the way. Like, the way that I, that I met my current other man is so crazy and yeah, you guys you know, didn't go on a date, like, for coffee. Like, I mean, what no. kind of date did he even go on with her? He went, they went out for coffee. They exactly. Coffee like that's like, snack, I think. yeah, that's like, you know, cool. that's like a sober. Okay. I'm a sober person. So my dates are pretty lame like yeah. that. Okay. And like, that's like a very difficult scenario and it doesn't most of the time lead to like, you know, SEX. And really if that's what he's looking for, he's got to change his game yeah. plan a little bit. You need to help him out there <laughs> because <laughs> well, I don't that's know. what I told him. Yeah. That's what I told him. I'm like, you know, we can strategize. Like, we'll strategize when I get home, you know. And yeah, next time I tell him to, to take them. her out for a cocktail, okay, at night, you know. So <laughs> yeah, maybe they could go yeah. do it in the car before he comes home. Like, I mean, he's got to get to business. None right. of this, like, I don't know why he's like, he's like dipping his foot in the, his toe in the water bullshit. You know, he's got to yeah. catch up to you. You're already having feelings for somebody else. <laughs> he's, right. you know. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he's, I, he's just... I think part of his anxiety is sexual too, though. Um, I think I mentioned that he had some issues um, sexually with No, me. I don't remember. Um, what kind of issues well, does he have? He can't get it up or keep it up? A, both. Um, <laughs> he takes the medication that he can get it up, mm-hmm. um, but he can't finish. He can't. So, what do you mean he can't? Um, he could get it up, but then it goes soft come. or he just can't? It stays hard, but he can't come? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
he can't come. But it stays hard. Yeah. It stays hard. Um, oh my and God, then that's like weird mental, torture. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Um, and then I think the mental part of it just started getting to him and he had trouble even getting it up. So oh, of we course. got a little blue pill. Mm-hmm. We got a little blue pill. It really helped, but it would be an hour, an hour and a half and he still wouldn't be able to come. And it, you know, and I think, I think getting straight to sex for him is also so anxiety ridden. Oh, forget it. I can't really, even believe we're, we, we, we're not discussing this. Like, I need him on the call. Yeah. I've never heard of this problem with a guy. Like, this is so... I, I had one boyfriend once who couldn't get it up. And, like, I get that whole thing. It's But one yeah. that can get it up, but then not come... I've never heard of that. Is that, like, a physiological thing? Or is it a mental thing, do you think? I don't even know. It's a, it's a, it's a side effect of the, of the medication he's on. What's the medication he's on? Not the medication that keeps um, him hard. It's a different medication is what no, you're saying. Lex, it's Lexapro. Oh my God. Get him off that shit. What does he need that for? Is he like a mental patient? Yeah. Not, I mean, and I'm very for medication he, and, you know, therapy. I talk about it all the time, but like, yeah. if it is making him yeah. not be able to come, like, I'm sorry, he'd rather, I, if I were a man and I would rather be depressed and and able to come then happy and comeless okay like seriously yeah like what, make a choice he's, like he's making the wrong choice well and, and sex has been sex has been difficult so early in our marriage early in our relationship everything was great um we found out that he's sterile mm-hmm. and since then it just has never even without the medication has never been the same Oh, okay, 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 see, that's like, okay, so then, and then after that, the Lexapro comes in these issues, I I feel so bad for him, you know what it is, he's got like, to find out that you're sterile for a man, must be the most devastating Devastating. thing, right, and so then all of this, I believe we have like energy and chakras and stuff, you know, all of this negative energy and like this terrible like just negative shit in that area of his body, just like sort of festered. And of course he's going to have issues that Lex, I don't, I mean like that's like heavy duty shit. Did he go into therapy after that at all? No. And it's something that, um, that we're, that I'm pushing for that I've actually kind of given him an ultimatum. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Um, And I think it's like really fucked up. And I'm going to say this to everybody that's listening. That's on any kind of like medication, like Lexapro or Xanax or anything. I believe in it. Sometimes you need it. I, you know, I always talk about issues I've had them. I understand, but there should never, they should not be able to prescribe them to people unless they are in therapy. You do know what I'm saying? Like there's no, it's a uh, waste of your time taking that pill. You're never going to be able to get off it. The pill is, like any kind of those pills are not to be on for the rest of your life unless you're like a s- severely, you know, uh, if you have severe yeah. problems. Most people don't. Yeah. And the people that do have them, you take the pill. But in the meantime, you should be in therapy so that you could Working get on it. And yeah. so you could get off of it and live a normal life. There's yep. Because those kind of things for women, too, it ruins their sex drive. It makes them gain weight. Yep. And then they go on medication to lose the weight. Like, look at your poor husband. He's like, first of all, he has that terrible problem where he's sterile. So he's got to deal with that. And then he's give, then he can't even come. So then he gives another pill. And then he has a different pill for yep. that pill. And yep. it's just like before you know it, he's so highly medicated. And he's not like living a, a life at volume 10. He's like on volume three. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. So, yeah, you should yeah. give him that ultimatum because that'll help him. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I have. And, you know, and, and there's, 
you know, it's it's an ultimatum for us too because um, you know the 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 lack of sex drive, of course, affected my marriage. Thankfully, you know, the solution to that was the open marriage, which has really helped. But there's just a lot of other things, you know. I think um, he's so involved in him, his own issues and problems. That yeah, but and I have to say, no offense to you, Christine, but like I've always kind of wondered, and I think like on the first podcast, you sort of alluded to the fact that he just does whatever you want, and he kind of seems like. I'm going to use the word doormat in the relationship because like he literally like lets you do whatever most guys would, even if they wanted to do it, they would be like, you don't answer questions. Like, I mean, you kind of like, he's kind of like your bitch. Right. And it was like, we discussed a little bit, but now I understand why he doesn't, it's almost like he has no choice because he could never on some level, I feel like have the confidence and I totally understand it to go find anybody else. So he's stuck with you. So he has to put up with whatever you do. Like you are going on vacations with a, like a black man and having, and he has to just sit at home and deal. And he just has to, it's like, because what else is he going to do? He's got so many issues that he's not come to terms with that he couldn't walk away from you. So he might be putting up with stuff that maybe he's not even interested in. And that's why this poor guy's on OkCupid looking for like maybe a real connection because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And I just don't even know that, like, I don't think pushing him even to have a relationship for sex is going to be healthy. He's not going to be able to do it, first of all. He can't even do it with you. And and I... And it's only going to make him feel worse about himself. Yeah. And I don't think that's the right place for avenue for him necessarily. I don't know what is the right avenue. I don't know if I'm the right. No, well, because, yeah, because it's difficult. It's very difficult. I, you know, I feel like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit more his cheerleader than yours right now, but because I feel a little bit bad for him because I feel like. And I get, listen, I talk to a lot of men that are in this situation, right? This is like a, this is like a flip, right? I've talked to men who are in relations with women that they absolutely love, but for one reason or another, they cannot have sex. And then these guys are on the side doing what they do because they, they need to have sex or, you know, and stuff, but they still love their way, you know, and it's just that complicated thing. So really that's what you're dealing with. It is just flipped. You're the woman in the relationship, but you're at the age where you're super horny because that your hormones are out of control. Like that's what happens in your late thirties for women. And your husband has major issues that he hasn't dealt with. Like, I don't think that the issues have to be forever. He just hasn't dealt with them. I think being no. dealt a card no. that you are sterile, like, does he know why? Like, did he ever have like, like, I had a friend who had testicular cancer, so he was sterile because of that. But like, I mean, did they, did he ever have any, like, yeah. do they know why? Yes. So he has a strange disorder where he's missing half of his endocrine system. Mm-hmm. Um, from his like from his kidney down, so he's missing. I don't know if it's the seminal vesicle, the vast difference, but mm-hmm. he doesn't produce much semen, which mm-hmm. makes blowjobs really easy. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's besides the point. So the pH is so off in his seminal fluid that he has sperm, but they don't swim. Oh shit! So, but like they and they can't do any because I've done IVF and I've done all kinds of stuff because I was having. They could. A, they can do IVF? Yeah. Oh, so we he's not totally IVF. sterile. Be, yeah. So I, he's not yeah, sterile. Like, I, I shouldn't have said sterile. Like, he, he, we could have a baby with IVF. We chose not to. Oh, um, okay. That's not as bad. Time. No, no, no. 
But there is less than a one in a million chance of him ever getting someone pregnant naturally. Who so, cares? You, um, you, IVF is so easy to do. One, two, three. He'll get anyone pregnant the first time he does IVF. They take one sperm out of two. Yeah. Listen, most guys jizz yeah, out a hundred million sperm, like a hundred thousand sperm, and only one of them is able to make a baby. You know what I mean? So it takes a lot right. of sperm to get one good one. So as long as he has one, and it doesn't matter that they don't swim, they'll take that out, put it right into the egg, and like you have a, and he yeah. get, in one second he gets pregnant. So he's not really sterile. He just can't get someone pregnant naturally. And you know what? There's a lot of men out there that are in the same position. So if he did go and talk oh, to somebody, yeah. he would not feel so bad. It's really not. Sterile is very much the wrong word to use. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he, we just can't get pregnant naturally, I should say. Um, yeah. See, this is why you have to ask people a million pregnant. questions because when you don't ask people a million questions, things seem very different, yeah. right? You know, people tell stories yeah, yeah. a certain way that are misleading and I'm not saying you're doing it on purpose at all you know what I mean but no no th- th- I didn't even think <laughs> yeah that's first of all that's a terrible word don't ever use that when you're talking to him he should <laughs> never use that for himself because that's not the truth and I think that, that weighs very no. heavily on somebody if that word is used for him he's not he just can't get someone pregnant and he sh- naturally and he should look at that as a positive thing so because he could go and fuck everybody yeah, without a condom really? and he never has to worry about abortions or any kind of problem yeah. <laughs> and that's terrible yeah, for me yeah, to say no, because there's STDs. Well, you know, for, for me, um, I was never one of these women that really had this maternal instinct, you mm-hmm. know, and there was always a, like, do I really want to have kids or not? Mm-hmm. And this was just, it made the decision easy, you know. We, we went for a consult for IVF and we're like, nope, this isn't for us. Yeah, but you never know. Listen, um, I I didn't I didn't decide I wanted to have kids or have any kind of desire to have kids until I was forty. So you don't know. You're still yeah. like you you know you don't, you don't know that you wouldn't change five years from now. You know, yeah, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, like we're good. <laughs> okay, so that but that led so, to all kinds of problems with him, and correct. he had so even though he's not totally sterile, like it's still I think it still fucks with a guy's uh, self esteem oh, yeah. hardcore. So with the, I think it's yeah. the same. And listen, women that are infertile and have issues have it's the same thing because it's just like it's like everybody that's like something that's like natural that people are just supposed to do. So if yeah. you can't do that, yeah. procreate, which is like supposedly what like what we're born for. I think it's, it weighs very heavily on men and women equally. It's very devastating because you know you see all these people just like getting pregnant and having abortions and yeah. it happening so easily, and then you know every now and then you hear of people that just can, and it's I think it's devastating for both men yeah, and, and women. Think, and in what he in the way that he took it was that there's something wrong with him. Of course, he because he be reproducing. Yeah, of like, course. Maybe not just physically but mentally and like the, yeah. this is just the universe's sign that he shouldn't be reproducing. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it hasn't been easy. It's been pretty dark. Um and at the same time, though, you know, there's such a an inward so he has such an inward focus trying to get through every day that we don't really have much of a partnership anymore. You yeah, know? of course. It's and like, this is where your relationship gets messy and why when yeah. you emailed me, because yep. like you're starting to have a much more probably intense real relationship with this other guy because your poor yes. guy is half checked out when you're on that kind of medication and then this other medication and he's dealing with these issues. This is like, he's just like half, you know, underwater. Like you're not even dealing with him yeah. fully. Right. So you're not able to have a full connection with him. So you don't have a full relationship with him. So right. of course you're going and getting, 
your needs met someplace else. And now this guy's giving you a lot more. And A, that yeah. I mean, there's no way that doesn't weigh heavily on him. But I think he's like trapped in your relationship and there's nothing he could do about it because he's helpless right now. So he's just going to deal. You know that. That's why you yeah. could sort of do what you're doing, right? He's not going to leave can. you. But it yeah, is getting and messy and because, right, it is getting messy because you are starting to have more feelings for this other guy and because you have problems in yeah. your relationship before you even did this, you're right. going to reach a point. And they're, just a, mm-hmm. they're just exacerbated, you know, and, and I have the feeling of, um, you know, I, like I mentioned in my last podcast, you know, about two years ago, I kind of underwent a transformation and Mm-hmm. Lost a bunch of weight, started doing triathlons, you know, I, I mean, it's been pretty major mm-hmm. and I've really been trying to inspire my husband to make a similar change. I think right. he worked, if he worked out for a half hour a day, he would feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not good enough for him. I'm not enough for him to want to make a change. And I, and I shouldn't. I should be the last person that says this because I grew up in a home with a lot of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I have struggled with chronic depression myself, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, I take it personally a lot of times. And well, of course I take the, mm-hmm. the lack of help personally, you know, my job, I have a really strange job. I travel a lot and a lot of it's on the weekends mm-hmm. and I'm exhausted when I come home. And when I come home to a home that has not been touched since I touched it last Monday. It's just really, really tough. And, you know, is that kind of like the kind of home you grew up in? Um, my dad was bipolar. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just remember my mom struggling with the same kind of things that I struggle with now. Well, of course, that's what we all do. Bipolar. No, we all listen. We all we all go and recreate the that relationship that yeah. we saw when we were growing up. So it's not, yeah. you know, it's not a coincidence that you wound up with a guy that has that kind of issue because that's what you yeah. saw your mom go through. You know what I mean? That's what you're yeah. like recreating and that's their what relationship. I'm used to. Mm-hmm, of course. So you know, but but I there's a certain like I can't. I can't, if, if he's not willing to work on it himself and, and I'm not enough for, to inspire him to try and get better. And, and trust me, like the medication and the, the knowledge of the issue has been years. It hasn't been just months. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it, it was much predating the open relationship and my relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, but you know, I'm seeing kind of a different side of men out there. You know, he, this, this guy's a dad and he's, you know, he just like, he just, he'll pick up his shit after himself, you know, like there's just (laughs) such a big difference in that. It's such a little thing. But when I get home and I see dishes and everything that's been left out for the entire week, you know, it's just like, God, this is, such a difference you know mm-hmm. so um, how involved so, are you with the other guy that you know that he picks up like or like after himself are you like how much you know I know you go away with him which is pretty hardcore yeah. right I know that do you spend yeah. time together at each other at his house I'm assuming when during the week too like what's your deal um he comes so I work from home sometimes during the week um and so he'll come over like if he doesn't have work that day, for some reason, he'll come over and I'll work, you know, we'll watch movies. 
Oh my God. You know? And your so, husband. Okay. But your, and of course your husband knows. He knows. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then on the weekends, so I, I'll typically leave like a Thursday or Friday to go out of town for work and he comes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we stay in hotels. I work pretty hard. It's a manual job. It's a third shift type of job. It's really bizarre. If I said what I do, everyone would know who I am. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to say that, but. No, um, you have me you know, so curious now because I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out what it is in my head. Okay, go on. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't, you, I might, I'll tell you off air. Okay. um, (laughs) It's such a niche little thing that, like, but he'll, you know, he'll come with me and he'll, um, one of the big things is driving home. I'm so exhausted after my, my weekend evenings that it's tough for me to get home. So he drives there, he drives home, he will check in on me during the evenings, he'll bring me things, you know, of course there's sex involved, but, um, that's just more for like, Oh, you know, like <laughs> getting done with the night, mm-hmm. let's just have some sex and go to sleep. Um, you know, there's, he's, he's said many times, like if, if I was single or if I left my husband that, you know, we would be together, that he wouldn't let me get away, you know, and, and I've, and, but we've also had the discussion that, Hey, this has been three months. This is like the time it takes someone to go through rehab. This Mm -hmm. is nothing Mm -hmm. when we're looking at a big picture, you know, and he, he completely agrees. And basically I'm in like, I'm having my cake and eating it too right now. I'm married. I'm not in any, there is no threat of my husband leaving me. No. And I still get to have him as a serious I mean, as serious as you can get while still being married on the side, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and, and I've, we've had the conversations too, that he is, he's single, like he's recently out of, out of a 20 year relationship, you know, there's, there, there are opportunities for him to meet other women and I'm not going to stop that, but he's had opportunities and he hasn't taken them. Right. Not so, yet, because it's only three months. I mean, maybe a right. year and a half from now, he would, you don't know, you know, and who knows how no, you feel know. about that at that time. Now, I know that you right. mentioned early on that you guys were maybe thinking polyamory. Does that mean that like he would come in? Oh, wait, we need to discuss the fact that your husband met him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so he, so the first time we went away, like I met him, we left my car somewhere, we went together. The second time, he's like, I'm just going to come by and pick you up. And I, you know, and I told the guy that, like, my husband will be home when you drop me off on Sunday. And he's like, yep, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So the first time he dropped me off and it was fine. He didn't meet my husband. You know, I went in the house. You know, everything was was cool. Um, Second time, though, I left my phone in his car or in in his vehicle. And so I was like, ah, shit. Yet. <laughs> you know, this is yeah, because so, he had left, he hadn't met my husband. And then I told my husband that, you know, well, I left my phone in his car, I'm, I'm gonna go meet him. He's like, Well, do you want me to go with you? I'm like, No, nah, you don't have to go with me. This was just really weird. He's like, And then he kind of blew up at me. He's like, I feel like you're hiding something, you know, like, why, why can't I meet this guy? And I was like, All right, that's fine, you can come with me, we'll go get my phone. So I, I, you know hangs a guy I was like hey husband's coming with me he's like that's cool that's all right you know I'm I'm cool so they 
we met him at the Walmart, got my phone, they, they saw each other, they shook hands. That was it. So I, I think I think he just needed to put eyes on him, you know. And mm-hmm. he he told me he thought he he thought he was a lot younger than he is. Like he's he's older than me. He's mid forties. Mm-hmm. So I think that made my husband. I think he felt even better. <laughs> I guess that I'm not out with some young, you know, young dude. You know, right. So um, so yeah, that was that was weird. Like, and the guy and I have talked about how weird it is that. It's just so weird that, that I've had no opposition, but I think the reason that I haven't had any opposition or nothing from my husband is just because he wants to let me do whatever I need to do in order for me not to leave him. Oh, yeah. I, he has no choice. I told you why. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. said it a little bit yep. different than you're saying it. I, he doesn't, he could, like, I think if he, like a man that has like it's like your husband has no balls, you know what I mean? It's just like they yeah. were like no. the minute he got that news, he was devastated. And it's like they were like chopped off. He's like because most men, yeah. I do not think, would be as okay with this kind of situation the way no. that it is. Not to say that. Listen, I've had people on my show that have been swingers and very in open relationships, and it's very okay. It's a very different scene. In this specific yeah. situation, it is very obvious that he is being as much of a doormat because he comes across to me. That's like the word that I think of when you tell me this yeah. th- about him. You know what I mean? Um, because yep. he has no confidence that he could ever meet anybody else and he's just happy to be with somebody. And that's the only reason. So, you know, in one sense, okay, you know, you do want to help him sort of better himself. Um, yeah. Of course, I know that it's hard for you. you. You probably intellectually know that like it's not your fault that he is the way that he is. And if you just because you can't right. inspire him to change, it doesn't mean that it's something against you. But I know that it's probably hard for you to really believe that in no, every other I, part of your I, being. I know that. I know that. But you don't know it because you're... I know that. But. No, but I I have issues too. We all do. And so sometimes when we have yeah. issues about something, we could know that it, it makes sense logically, like you know it with your brain that that's the deal. But in every other part of your being, you can't accept it and it still makes you feel like shit because yeah. that's like your button. That's your dysfunctional button, right? Yeah. That he's pushing yeah. when he tells you. But the problem is, is like, like it, when he gets his act together eventually... You know, and hopefully he will. I believe everybody has that chance as long as we're alive. Like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like, eventually on his time when he wants to sort of get back to living life again, because he's not really living his life. He's being shortchanged, you know. And at a certain point, it's like kind of like I feel bad for him and what he's going through. stuff. But, uh, you know, he, like I said, it's not even like he's sterile. He could get someone pregnant with IVF. He could could do it. Like he could spin this in a positive way. It's not really that big of a deal. He could get his act together and be a lot happier. And then, but the problem is, is when that happened, most likely he wouldn't, be as okay with all of this stuff right. and your guy's relationship would have to be worked out differently. Maybe he would still be okay with the open. I don't know where it would go, but it would definitely well, change. It would. And and I'll say that I don't know. I really don't know personally if I had to make a choice tomorrow, mm-hmm. if the guy said, look, um, it's you or the other woman or, or 
or you need to, you need to decide what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would choose. I really don't. Right, but because I don't. I, I the good news is I don't think it's going to happen. It's only three months, and I think sometimes listen yeah. when it, like the type of guy. Right, he just got out of a twenty year relationship. Right, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, so, he, and again, we've, we've talked about the timing and that this is like, you know, this is, we are not going to, I'm not going to make any changes after three months. He certainly is. No, he's, he's probably, what, listen, what kind of guy is going to sign up for that? Like, like most, right. you know, most guys aren't completely looking like aren't really looking to be locked down with one woman in a relationship okay he has a no. pretty good deal right now if you think about it okay he's he, does. he, he <laughs> yeah so the fact that he would be like oh i want you to leave your husband and cut like and sort of make things worse for him would be a little odd yeah. because right now what he has is an emotional and physical relationship with a woman that he's totally into, that's totally into him, that he knows is married, so she's not probably going anywhere else, and he could go do whatever the hell he wants when you're not around. Like, yeah, where? Why would he change that? Right, right, and and I don't, and and again, like I'm I'm cool with that. Like, but of course, I'm you know I'm jealous if if something does happen with him, another woman, just because that's just. I'm a woman, you know. But, of course, that's what I said. Like when he eventually, I'm not going to be okay, you know. Well, you could be jealous, but you also know that there's nothing you you can't sort of tell him he can't be with anyone else, oh, right? Because you have a husband, right? So you know the no. rules. But it's you're a human being, so of course, because you're starting to have feelings for him that is more than just physical, yeah. and it's not like you have this. It's not like you have to understand it. He's meeting certain needs that your husband isn't. So. Jealousy is all about like somebody else getting what you have and, you know, and you don't want to lose that part of him to somebody else because that's the part of him that you need. So you're going to be jealous like any girl that's dating somebody fully. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're just not allowed technically because of the rules. But yet, I mean, please, just because it's like you know, you're married and the all signs say like you're not allowed to be, like you shouldn't be because that's not the deal. It's oh. It makes sense that you would be. Yeah, and, and and again, like, you know, I'm honest with him too, you know, like he'll, he'll tell me, he'll tell me, oh yeah, I'm planning to go get head from someone, from so-and-so tonight. I'm like, well, think about me when, when it's happening, you know, uh-huh. and then I'm not, I can't say anything and I'm going to be jealous. But, you know, like I said, th- those things haven't happened yet. Like he, He'll always text me half hourly, like, oh, I didn't want to leave home or, you know, she pissed me off and I'm not going to go over there. You know, just like, just little things like. Right. Like but you like, do know that eventually after you become older news, I don't want to say old news because that's a little yep. bit more negative, but like after he's, you know, been there, done that for a while, like a regular normal yeah. man that variety thing, you know, that itch yep. for a little bit more variety is going to come up and that's going to happen. So you uh, most likely, oh, yeah. I, I'm just warning you that that will oh, yeah. eventually that. happen. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm okay, you know, and I, like I said, it, it's, I, I don't have any, I don't have any notions that even even in a in a healthy marriage, you know, with with someone that you're having good sex with all the time, I still think that men are going to stray. So, 
you know, might as well let them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I think I think a man would rather be with a woman that's going to be okay with them straying as long as I hear about it and you know as long as you're open and honest that's all I really care about like I'm comfortable with you getting head or fucking someone else just tell me about it because I just want to know Right, of course, because listen, I think, and I've talked about this a lot because um, the whole cheating thing is a big issue that I always discuss. And I think what I talk about is how with women, I think what the the bigger fear is, is not so much that they're going to be having sex with someone else, but that they could potentially be left for somebody else. It's that inner fear of abandonment that everybody has, right? So of course you feel a lot more safe if he's telling you about it and then you could ask him a question like, did you like her? Like, was she cool? And he could be like, no, I just fucked her. Then you like feel okay. But like probably what you would ultimately be the most jealous of is if he met somebody and he started to have like, you know, a connection emotionally as well that would probably be something that you would be much more, you know, afraid of. And maybe when he's ready for a real relationship again, because maybe he's a relationship guy and after he gets, you know, over being single, he'll want to be in something a little bit more consistently normal, like a normal relationship, right? Because there's sometimes, certain times he probably can't see you because you're with your husband, you know, he might have to get those needs met someplace else. And that might be when it comes to a place with you and him where it's like, well, you're with somebody, you know, where you might be like, maybe I should leave my husband because I don't want to lose him. You know, who knows? Yeah. 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 And you know, that, that may come, it may not, you know, I honestly, you know, I had a discussion with my husband that, you know, I can't, I can't take six months more of the marriage that we have now. Oh, um, okay. But I need him, but I need him to, to get help for himself. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I think that there's a lot of things that can be changed if he really starts to work on himself outside of me and him. That would help me and him. Of course. But, I mean, you're, yeah. Not, yeah. And, and first of all, it would help him, which he deserves it for himself. And then, you know, it would be so beneficial for your relationship. Cause I'm assuming that before oh, yeah. all this went down, you guys were really compatible. Like if he didn't have all this other junk, like, and he was able to have sex and he was the person that he was when you first met him, you would still be totally into him and you wouldn't probably have a need for this polyamory or somebody else. Or do you still feel like you'd oh, yeah. want that? I, I honestly, well, I, I, this is not terrible, but like after being with, and, and again, this is the desire that I had since I was very young, but after being with black men, like, I don't, I don't know if I can ever go back to not having one on the side. Right. Okay. Um, so. Well, you know that know, saying, <laughs> once yeah. you go black, you it's never true. go back. Right. It's true. Christine it's is here true. to say um, it's true. <laughs> You know, like, you know, it's just, it's not, so, it's, when you don't know about it, it's not so bad. But now that you know about it, it's like, oh, dang, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. I, I guess it, so I don't think, I don't think our relationship will ever be back to just the two of us, whether, mm-hmm. whether, you know, whether it's just a side, a side guy for sex or whether it is polyamory, you know, there's so many different ways, so many different ways that we can explore Uh but he's my husband is not ready for that on his end yet 
he has a lot of work to do on himself. And that's what I tried to tell him. You know, he, he told me once that it's just so easy for me that I just went out and got asked right away. I've had all these men that, you know, are trying to hook up with me and I can just go walk through the mall. And it's like, you know what, this is a, I resent that because this has been a transformation that began a long time ago. And having the confidence to go out and to get what you want is a result of, you know, doing really something about it. Right. On myself. Right. You want him to do and, what you did for yourself. You, you resent the fact yeah. that he's taking away from all the hard work and all the balls it took for you to right. like get and to I, where you were. Not, it was work. It's not just because I'm a woman, uh-huh. it's, you know, yeah, it is easier for me, but you know, two years ago, had, had I been, had I had the, the, the past to go get something I wouldn't have because I wouldn't have had the confidence in myself to do it. Right. You know, I will, I will tell you, like, I am still a sick girl. <laughs> you know, I would say for black guys, I'm probably a nine or a 10 for white guys, probably not up there, mm-hmm. but there's, you know, you're always going to have that fat girl inside of you, <laughs> you know, that, that still questions your, um, questions your sexual, you know, your, your confidence no that fucks with your confidence yeah i've seen it with a lot of my uh friends both male and females that lose the weight and so but you must have really worked on even that part of you to have the confidence that you had to really sort of take your life in a very different direction even though some people would think it's yeah and to just be okay like Mm -hmm. Fuck everybody else, what everybody else thinks. I am, this is who I am, and you're getting me at my most authentic. And if you can't handle that, then that's fine with me. Right. And he's not, he's just not at that point. And I've really, really, really tried. Yeah, well, listen, somebody had to shake, listen, this was like a bad marriage. It was like someone had to shake it up and turn it around and like yeah. mess it all up because it's either going to be put back together and be better or it's just going to disintegrate. But it wasn't going to last. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if anything, like even if it doesn't wind up being something that lasts after his transformation or whatever, even if you don't even wind up with this other guy and you're single trying to fucking figure it out and meet somebody who knows you what happens it still was probably something that needed to happen in your relationship do you know what i mean yeah absolutely what do you think though because i think about there's probably other people listening that are like similar like that are in your boat or even like before you lost all the weight and changed your life around or you know like what do you think because like you say oh he should I should inspire him to do it obviously he didn't inspire you to do it like what did what what do you think it was in you that made you sort of get to that point in life to really change I will tell you I had three young friends die Mm -hmm. two of cancer one who had cystic fibrosis Mm mm-hmm when that third friend died, it was the day before a, tri- a triathlon that I was doing, and I was still in mediocre shape. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I guess you did. So that, that, I, I said, screw this. I have this body that I am not using, that I am abusing every day sitting in a desk job, mm-hmm. um, that I can use, that is, that is powerful, that is that can be healthy I'm going to to use it right um that day changed me 
um, physically. That's uh-huh. when I made that huge physical change. As I started physically changing mentally, emotionally with my job, I was just becoming more and more unhappy. And there was one day, and I, I was considering making this change to do something I love, which is what I do now, you know, even though it's a tough job and it's physical. Um, I was I was thinking about it. I had found a, you know, found something that would would be a part-time solution, you know, while I could do what I could really follow in my heart and do what I really love. And I, I saw, I saw this clip of a Jim Carrey speech uh-huh. that he gave at commencement. If you haven't seen this, you need to go see it because it's just, it's amazingly powerful. Like I hate to say that, you know, that Harry or Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber yeah. changed my life. But oh no, but he's a really um, yeah. he's a very deep uh, spiritual guy, uh, you know, and he I is. and and he's, yeah. he's he's pretty profound. So he gets d- deep and shit. So that's why they asked him to do that commencement yeah. speech because well, he it, says it, brilliant things. Uh huh. He said this. He said this this line that said, "There are two places. There are, our decisions come from two places. It comes from." out of love or out of fear. And often fear is disguised as practicality. And it just made me say, this is so fucking right. Totally. All of my decisions that I had made, health benefits, steady salary, everything that you get with a regular job was based in fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I was scared to take the leap and do something on my own that I love. Right. And, and be true to who you really are. Yes. And I, when I quit, I I played that clip for my boss. And it's like a, it's like a like, lifetime movie scenario. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's like why why keep doing something you don't love? Right. And getting by day to day when you can do something you love. Right. And that makes you whole. Mhm. And that's what I did. And that was my physical transformation had already been happening and that mental transformation was just kind of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm quitting my full-time job. I'm going to work part-time. I'm going to do what I love on the weekends. That really is going to be what my focus is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to continue to work on my body and work on my, my physical well-being, and, you know, I feel like all of those things have kind of led me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Despite my problems with my husband and his issues, like I'm, I'm getting what I need out of life more today than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I'm not afraid to ask for it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you've come into your own and, but if you think of, if you listen to your story, when you listen back to this podcast, you're going to hear like when you're explaining that story, like I don't even, not once did your husband be mentioned in that story because everything that you did, you did for yourself. Cause ultimately like that's yeah. all, you know, that's all we have, right? It doesn't matter that you're in a partnership. It's right. just like, no one could help you do it. You have to do it on your own. You kind of like hit a bottom, like yeah. all that kind of negative stuff that happened, the deaths in your life with, you know, yep. like really helped you. And I, and fortunately, like for me, I've done massive changes in my life and they always came through something difficult. Right. And that's what happened. Yep. It's never somebody comes into your life and they tell you, go do it. And they're like your coach and you're like, okay. And everything's right. happy and everything right. changes, you know? And so it's just like, you know, your husband's story of transformation is going to be similar. I don't, you know, it's not going to be because 
you're there telling him. That's not your story right. either. Like I said, you listen to your story. No. It, you're, you're your own person talking. It's you, you don't even hear your husband mentioned in there because it had nothing to do with him. It had to do with you, where yeah. you were at in your life, what you were ready for and what you wanted. Yep. And ultimately that's going to be his story too and you know the timing who knows when his timing is going to be you can maybe help him by giving him the ultimatum and like that kind of stuff like maybe that will be his bottom maybe you leaving him for somebody else would be his bottom but he needs that kind of jolt into pushing him because what why people don't change is because the it's like even if their their situation is hard changing is really difficult probably everything that you did physically and mentally was very difficult right but yet right so it's just like quitting your job starting something new losing all the weight being disciplined like changing your whole life is actually really 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 hard and what has to happen most of the time as hard as people's lives are or miserable as they are it there it's still easier than that brutal shit you have to go through to change and that's what people don't want to deal with but they don't understand that there was this that one uh book the road less traveled uh he talks about like giving up instant gratification for future gratification so i do believe though if you take out that couple of years of doing really hard work, harder probably than your miserable life, right? Eventually, you get to another place where it's not hard at all and everything is 10,000 times better, right? So it it really is the smarter way to go, right? Because what are you going to be miserable your whole life or just be really miserable for like two years and then be really fucking happy for the rest? You know what I'm saying? It's it's like you might as well do the harder work now because and but that's what I people agree. don't get it's just too difficult to change yep. change is very hard what your husband would have to do to change is very difficult he'd have to face some really horrible things that he probably was happy to turn his back on and take a pill to make yep. the thoughts go away and sweep them under the table he doesn't want to face that shit I do believe though if he faced it it would be okay and he could get on with it because it's really not that bad but I get why he experiences it as something terrible, you know? He'd have to get off yeah, medication. Yeah. He'd have to get off his ass. He'd have to face what's going on in his marriage. And yep. maybe, like, you know, it's a lot of work. And he just might not have it in him to do it just yet. Who knows? But he should because look at, like, you're somebody, I'm somebody that could attest to the fact that it's like doing that kind of hard work and really completely changing your whole life is always like the most amazing thing. And, you know, we're all just going to die one day. I mean, you saw your friends die. So you, you got it. You know what I mean? For me, I'm always living from like the deathbed perspective. Like, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, if when I'm on my deathbed, will I give a shit if I never had a baby or, you know, if the answer is yes, then I'm going to do whatever the fuck I can now to do it. Cause you're only alive for a certain amount of time. And then we all really do die. I think a lot of people just don't really believe that they're going to run out of time. So they just like fuck around and do the same thing and they don't change. Like, and, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll yeah. Tomorrow. Or they think they I'll have forever. Yeah. They think, and maybe you thought and, you had forever too before until you really yep. saw it in your life and really got the fucking memo that I'm no, like, it's, it could go tomorrow. No. Like we're all just going to die. So, but you're alive now yeah. and there's something you could do. And every day that passes that you don't do something is a wasted day because the quicker you do something to change yourself, the sooner you're going to be yep. in a better place. Though it's go, but it, yep. you have to be realistic and know that it's going to be difficult. And that's what people are, are fucking yeah. afraid of. And, well, you and know. It's, and it's difficult on all, you know, on all sides. Like I, 
you know, I gave him the ultimatum. I said, look, mm-hmm. this, this need, we need to take steps for this to get better or mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to continue because mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't a relationship for me. It's more I, I'm more of a roommate. I'm more of a concerned roommate right now. Yeah, and you know what, in a weird way, I hate to say it, but, you know, you might help him by leaving. Like, that might be, like, his bottom, like I said, and that might be the yeah. thing that is the well, best thing that happens to him. Like, you, not the best thing, like a terrible thing, but through something terrible sometimes, that's what people need. Like, he needs a fire under his ass to, like, change things does. around, you know? Even what yep. you did stirring the pod, going, having a gangbang with five black guys, like, that still didn't snap him into being like, what the fuck? Like, you're going to lose your wife. Like, you're just, he's just letting you go, you know what I mean? And hoping yeah. for the best, like, crossing his fingers that when you go away with that guy, you're going to actually come back home to him. Him. You know, he probably doesn't even know, right. uh, you know, but he just deals with right. it. So, uh, yeah. you know, if that wasn't enough, uh, he might need a little bit more. And, you know, I, I, I see like things getting probably worse in your yeah. marriage before that they get better, but it might be something that actually helps him in the long run. I don't know. You know, I mean, but I don't see bad things as bad things with people. You know, I sometimes I see them as the most wonderful thing that could happen because, yeah, it might be a divorce for him, but it might be what he needs to change his life around and get happier. And then maybe you guys get back together or who knows? You know what I mean? Right. And maybe I'm not, you know, after this two years and after the, the person I've become, maybe that's not what he needs anymore. You know? Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you don't know. He, he. This is the thing with him. This is what I'm going to say before I get off because we're at an hour. Is like yeah. he can't make decisions about your guy's relationship, what he wants on OKCupid, what you're going to do with this person until he becomes a whole person because he doesn't even know yeah. what he wants. Do you understand? Like nothing yeah. he thinks about or yep. says right now, he's coming from the wrong place with his decision-making right yep. now. So nothing means anything. It's just like he needs to make decisions from like himself being a whole person. And I think if he was a whole person and he got his balls back, he might be like, I don't want a wife that's out screwing a black eye behind my back. Like he might not right. be into that. Do you know what right. I mean? And so, right. and since you're, not interested in that anymore. Like you probably aren't the right person for him. So maybe, maybe he wants someone that wants to do IVF and have a baby and you're not into that right now in your life, you know? So who really knows, but you know, you weren't fulfilled. You went out and sort of went after what you wanted on all levels and you're a happier person because of it, but he's not yet. And this is the reason why sometimes people, you know, sort of break up and like I said this on my last podcast I don't always think that breakups are bad things you know it's just everyone's on different no. paths in their life you guys walked on the same path for yeah. a while and you started to go off in another direction you know if he doesn't go that yep. in that direction with you he doesn't but he'll ha- he has his own life and he'll figure out his life and you'll figure out yours yeah. separately maybe and and all I can do in my end and the, the one thing that I'm striving to do is to just be totally honest with everyone involved you know, no, you are wanna... doing it in the in the like, like I said, I really believe you had to you did the, the the bolder thing, which is like I said, you just shook that shit up like you did some crazy shit yeah. in that relationship. You changed it around. You turned it upside down. You had a lot of fucking yep. fun in the process. OK, not your husband so much, but yeah. you did. 
And I do think that's, I don't know, it's what was needed. Listen, I always say I give unprofessional advice. Somebody professional might be horrified by the shit that I'm saying, but I believe in like, (laughs) I see life in a different way, much more spiritual. So spiritually thinking, speaking, like bad things are supposed to happen. Crazy things happen. That's real life. It's messy. You made it messy. You you can't figure out what's going to happen down the line. I can't figure it out. It doesn't even matter. You're taking it day by day. You're being completely honest. You're really communicating. So you're doing it in the most gentle way possible, okay? Yeah, you're not having yeah. like a blazing affair behind his back. You're not pulling the rug no. out from underneath him in one swoop. But you maybe are sort of, you know, putting an end to your relationship in a way that could be, you know, beneficial to everyone. For you, it's good because you're getting your needs met. And for him, maybe it's good because he's not being completely abandoned and just left out in the dust. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I would never, ever do that, you know, and that's part of the struggle is that, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I'm not going to leave him. And if, if, you know, in the state that he is now, um, it's just not something that I can do. I can't do that until there's some work that's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the work is done, it may mean that I don't leave him, you know? Who yeah, knows? we don't know. I, that, I don't know. Moment, it could go in so many different directions. I'm having my cake and eating it too. I have a husband. I have a home. I have someone that, you know, I share my life with and my build with, but I also get good dick on the side by someone that I care about. Right. And that guy also has his cake and eat it too. The only one I feel sorry for in this situation is your husband. I wish I could get him on the phone. Yeah. But I do think though that, um, Listen, for the guy who wrote in that wanted, uh, I wish I had his name for that wanted uh, an update. I feel like he might be sadly disappointed because this was such a different call than a first one. But I love calls like this. To me, this was like really intense, but really amazing. And I think that there's people out there that could be really learn from like your story, because I personally think that this is like that kind of shit is what like life's all about. And I think it's like amazing what you did. And it's like really great. Like I love like I, I totally understand when you say you heard that speech and that one sentence like completely changed your life. Like I believe in those moments in life because I've had them and I love that stuff. Every single person should go listen to that speech. There's so much amazingness. <laughs> right. I or mean, someone that's in that really... the same position. And I think like, listen, yep. I think everybody hears different things at different times when they're ready and it could be really inspiring. That's why it's like great that we, you know, the, the internet is around and you could go listen. That's why you have to listen to people because you never know when the light bulb is going to go off and it's going to change your life. But so, yeah. yeah, some people might be yeah. disappointed that Christine isn't gangbanging anybody, but underneath all of that <laughs> was this deeper story. And that's why I do my show because this is the kind of stuff that you, that really is revealed when you really talk to somebody a little bit deeper. Like this stuff was going yeah. on last podcast, but we didn't get into it, but I'm so glad that we did a part two because this is even more fascinating. I, I mean, equally as fascinating. I, I am too. And like I, like I said, you know, when you, when you contacted me, I, this is, it's not easy for me to talk about, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that really understand how I can be having a relationship with someone else and being married and being honest and open about it all. Mm -hmm. And there's not many people that will be able to give me that, that have given me any opinions or advice because they're too wrapped up in the. Oh, the morals and the rules and regulations of like everyday bullshit. They're just judging you, you know, in a way. Most people can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it it was just, it was nice to talk with you because, you know, you get it. I guess you really, you really get it. And it's, 
I look at it from a bigger perspective. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself because you shouldn't. I, I don't look at things that no. way. I look at things from a much, like I said, a spiritual perspective, which is a much broader, bigger sort of a thing. So I, I think, and I think yeah. that that's really helpful for people because most people find themselves in life doing things that maybe other people wouldn't think is right or whatever, but that's like what life is about. Like that, And that's why I love yeah. doing my show because that's who shows up on my show. People that are doing things that maybe other people would look down upon or judge them, but that's their life and that's their journey. And that's where they're at at this space and time when I'm talking to them and it's interesting because it's real life you know what I mean and yeah and I yep. think that more people discuss things truthfully the more other people listen and can relate and then they don't feel so bad because you know maybe they're doing the same thing you know what I mean yeah so it's great yeah. that you're yeah. sh- I'm glad that I could help you but I really believe that you sharing your story on my show helps other people as well well whenever whenever you want you want an update just let me know because i i i really like i really appreciate being on the show and i think i think the show helped it it helped me when i was first thinking about doing something that was a little bit outside of the norm to know that there's other people out there that do these things and exactly have our kinks and Stuff, you know? Yeah, they're but, not b- bad um, people or perverts or weird, like, you know, no. whatever people would like label. They're just regular people, and this is what regular people do yep. sometimes or all the yep. time or whatever. Who cares? But yep. yeah, keep me. Yep. I, I literally, like, when you reach the next sort of spot, whatever that is, you know, whether it's a transformation yeah. of your husband, something major happens with him, or like you guys, you know, or the guy leaves you or he wants an ultimatum, like, let me know and we'll have you back on because this is a definitely a story Absolutely. I want to keep following. Okay, I will, I will keep you updated for sure. All right, thanks so much, Christine. Talk to you soon and good luck with yep. everything. Thanks, Kathy. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.